Welcome to another episode of Exploring the Quran, a program in which we're trying to uh, understand the meanings of the divine word, the book of Allah. And today I've selected Surah Al-Hujurat, a late Madni Surah, uh, revealed uh, most likely in the ninth year of the Hijrah. Uh, and this is, of course, the year after the Battle of Tabuk. Uh, and so it's in the late uh, life of the Prophet And this was the time when uh, many tribes from all over the Arabia were coming to Medina in delegations, in groups, in order to show their loyalty uh, and to show that, you know, we're part of this great new Riyasa, this new state that Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi wa alihi Wasallam was ruling and was the messenger of as well. So this surah actually is a response to three different events that took place. Uh, and they needed to be rectified. The first one was when uh, the tribe of Banu Tamim came to Medina, again to 
swear their oath of loyalty to the Prophet but the Bedouins seem to be ill-mannered and instead of waiting for Rasulullah to come out of his uh, apartment, they started shouting from the outside, Ukhuruj ilayna ya Muhammad, come out O Muhammad for us. Um, you know, this was their way of addressing and of course, Allah disapproves of that. So that's one of the uh, stories behind, particularly these early verses. I will be looking, I, I, I will be uh, sharing the other two stories in, in a minute, but let us just focus on the meanings of what Sheikh uh, Misbah beautifully recited, uh, you know, those beautiful verses in a melodious uh, manner. And of course, uh, this is of course the result of the beautiful sound of the Arabic words as well, the rhyming in it, the assonance, the alliteration in it, uh, and the, what we in Arabic called saj, the rhyming, the rhythms uh, you know, in, in these uh, verses. So uh, let me read the, present you the translation. What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying? Ya amanu. Believers do not put yourselves ahead of Allah and his messenger. Be fearful of Allah, and indeed Allah is the hearer, the knower. Believers, don't raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet, nor talk loudly with him as you might talk amongst yourselves. Your deeds will be ruined without you even knowing. Those who lower their voices in the presence of the Messenger of Allah are the ones whose hearts Allah has selected. So that's really interesting. Those who lower their voices in the presence of the Messenger, Allah has selected their hearts for what? For piety, for mindfulness, for being God conscious and aware people, you know? forgiveness and a great reward awaits them. Most of them who summoned you from outside your private room don't understand. It would have been far better for them had they waited patiently till you came out. But Allah is forgiving and caring. Wow, this is a really you know, beautiful rebuke uh, to those Bedouins. But I hope you can see something you know, really interesting. Uh, Allah is rebuking them, uh, chastising them. Um, uh, it's, not a, it's not a sharp slap. <laughs> it's actually a, a very gentle rebuke to them. Okay, look, you, know, you should have really waited. Uh, and, but in the process, it's told us some amazing things, okay? And these things actually are hinting to that, look, Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu first of all, he's not just, just a tribal leader, okay? That you could talk to him in this way. He is Rasulullah, the messenger of God, okay? He needs, a, you need to show him a special kind of reverence, special kind of respect, okay? Uh, and in fact, more than respect, you've got to show him love and, and, and that you truly care and you're willing to listen to him, okay? So Dr. Saab, I just had a question about that. So how would we go about uh, respecting and loving uh, the Prophet in the right way? Especially um, in these times, some people might mention that uh, people love him maybe too much. So how would we tackle that? Okay, thank you for that. Good question. And it, so, you know, these verses are really about 
how we relate with the messenger of God and who is the messenger of God, okay? Allah says, مَنْ يُطِعَ الرَّسُولَ فَقَدْ أَطَاءَ اللَّهِ Whoever follows and obeys the messenger has really obeyed God. Rasulullah is the representative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the Mustafa, the chosen, the Mujtaba, the specially selected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to teach us. And um, how much is his reverence? Uh, and, and what are the limits to that? Well, a, a good question. Um, and how do we uh, love him? Well, the messenger himself said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده ووالده والناس أجمعين. You are not a believer until you love me more than your parents, your children, and the rest of humanity. Wow, that is a, a tall order, isn't it? You are not a believer until you love me more than everyone else. Subhanallah. And you know, some might say, well, does this mean that Rasulullah is in, in a way uh, asking too much of us? Eh? He's asking too much of us that we should love him only. Well, not really. Why? You know, in Surah Ahzab, Allah says, anfusihim." Why? Because the messenger cares for you more than you care for yourself. Do you understand that? That's really interesting. The messenger cares for you more than you care for your? Wow, how, how can that be? I'm very greedy, I'm very selfish. You know, I, I love myself. I, I, I care about myself. Do I really care about myself? Do I really um, safeguard myself all the time? Um, well, the Quran is saying, awla. The messenger is more closer to you than even yourself. He, how is that? Well, you know, this is where I, I think the whole concept of Islam and the relationship with believer and the, and the messenger is so important to understand. You see, human beings, we have our ego. Uh, our ego is pleasure-seeking. And when you seek pleasures, you make serious mistakes. You can be blinded, okay? They dazzle you. You know, the pleasures of the world actually dazzle you to such an extent that your aql, your reason goes dead <laughs> a lot of the time, okay? And you commit serious wrongs and mistakes, okay? And of course, you know, when we follow our whims, our own desires, shahawat, you know, the Quran calls them. When we follow those shahawat and those desires, we are going to do harm to ourselves as well as to others. Zalekha recognized that, you know, when she said, okay? She finally puts her hands up and says, you know, I was just following my ego, my desires, and I made that serious mistake of trying to seduce this wonderful prophet of God, Yusuf salam. She admits that I was following my nafs, my ego. And so, yes, so if you know, if we are left to our own devices, what will happen? We are inevitably going to fall into the trap of the shaitan, the trap of our, of our egos, and the... Uh, so what do we need? We need this reference point. We need Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as 
you know, the central point. He is like the pivot of our lives, okay? And when He becomes, you know, the center of our love, our attention, then what's going to happen? It's going to overrule our own desires and our ego, and inshallah, we will be protected, you know. So the, the love of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is actually fundamental to our faith. It is, uh, as, as we've seen the Prophet saying, you cannot be a believer without loving me. But the question is, what does this love entail? Okay, And how do you love Rasulullah sallallahu And in Surah Ali Imran, you know, Allah says, uh, Allah says that, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Which means that, say to them, O Messenger, that if you love Allah, then فَاتَّبِعُونِي Follow me. What will happen? يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ Allah will love you. Okay? And He will forgive your sins as well. Okay? Now, uh, you know, here, we're obviously, the, the, the Jews and the Christians made this very big claim that, you know, we are ahibbaullah. We are the darlings of Allah. We are beloved of God. You know, God loves us anyway, so we don't need to follow you, O Muhammad We're already beloved. We don't, Allah says, no. Until you, if you claim to love God, you have to follow Muhammad Rasulullah And what will happen? Allah will begin to love you. So coming back to, you know, the uh, showing respect and love to the Prophet it very simply means this, that the teachings of Rasulullah are actually our salvation. They are what's going to save us. They are actually the most beautiful way of living, pure, clean, uh, that saves us from evil, from wrong, uh, and from disaster, really. And وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُزُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَحُوا you know, The Qur'an you know, categorically says, whatever messenger gives you, just take it. Yeah. And uh, whatever he forbids, you have to avoid it. You have to give it up. So, you know, here we are told that the uh, following of Rasulullah is unconditional. You don't make conditions. Okay? This is the level I will follow him. These, these are things I will follow him in, and these are the things I won't follow him in. No. It is a complete submission. Okay? Believers, enter the fold of Islam, and your submission should be complete and total. You can't say, you know, I will in some things I will obey and others I will not. So coming back to your question, can we ever love Rasulullah sallallahu more uh, and, and too much? No, we can't, yeah, no? uh, because, um, well, uh, you know, of, of course, if anybody was to commit a shirk and make and, and say that, you know, he's like God, nauzubillah, or do the shirk and, 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 and compare him with the, with the Lord, that certainly would be shirk. That is what would be totally unacceptable uh, and, 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 and rejected. Okay? But loving Rasulullah is really very fundamental. And you know, there's a very beautiful hadith and why we need to love the Prophet. You know, he says that, um, you know, 
your deeds are presented to me every Thursday. That's a really interesting idea. Your deeds are presented to me. The deeds of the Ummah are presented to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He's watching over. He wants, you know, he's saying, look, I care for you. I oversee what you are doing, okay? And he says, when I see good deeds, I praise and I thank God for my Ummah doing the good deeds. But when there are sins, when they disobey, what do I do? I, I do istighfar for you. I seek Allah's forgiveness for you. Okay? So on the one hand, you know, you have Rasulullah who cares for us so much. Okay? Uh, and you know, it's really interesting. The Hadith books tell us the love of Rasul for his ummah. That in his night vigil, in his tahajjud, and in the state of prostrations, uh, you know, he would pray, Allahumma ghfir li ummati. Allahumma ghfir li ummati. Allah forgive my ummah. Forgive my ummah. And Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, you know, mentions that on many, many occasions. Uh, she, she heard the sobbing and the cries of the Prophet for his ummah. Okay? Uh, and, and when she once said, uh, you know, Rasulullah used to stand up in the night vigil so much sometimes that his feet would swell. So what happens is obviously when you're standing for a long time, the, uh, the, you know, the fluid collects in your feet. It's not able to, the heart is not able to pump it back, all right? So, uh, you know, it swells up. And if it swells too much, actually you can have bleeding in your feet, okay? And, and, and she used to say to him, Ya Rasulullah, why do you do this? You know, you have no sins to, to ask for forgiveness. And, you know, he says, Afala akuna abdan. Shouldn't I be the, the grateful servant of my Lord? Why shouldn't I be grateful? Afala akuna abdan shakura. Why shouldn't I be a thankful servant of my Lord? So, you know, Rasulullah really cared for us, okay? He gave uh, everything and ensured that care for us. But our love for him is really, in, in, in many ways, uh, you know, our own, for our own benefit. We're really, in, in, in some ways, being um, selfish because we know that it is only through that love of Rasul Sallallahu that I'm going to be actually protected, okay? By following the way of Rasul Sallallahu you know, we can uh, really protect our, ourselves. So here, you know, you had the um, Banu Tamim's Bedouins, um, showing that ill-mannered, okay, uh, ill-manners, poor manners, and Rasulullah sallallahu uh, his, his reaction to them, and the divine reaction actually, how Allah is trying to show them, uh, give them manners. There's something else here I, I think really important. When we show respect, like, uh, you know, we, we told you, when we show that respect, what happens? Allah says, then what happens? Ke, um, uh, what happens that امتحن الله قلوبهم للتقوى Here, imtahana actually doesn't mean Allah investigates and checks your hearts. Allah knows what is in our hearts. It actually means that, you know, Allah wants to make it clear and, and, and helps you to display, uh, you know, the, 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 this love and respect that you have in your hearts. امتحن الله قلوبهم للتقوى Then Allah selects that heart. Okay, Allah, Allah knows that 
these people who show this respect for Muhammad Rasulullah, you know, they're obeying him, they're following his ahadith, his sunnah, his way, uh, and, and they really love him in their heart, okay? When, when they hear the word Muhammad, what do they say? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Okay? They always send blessings on him. Okay? And they lower their eyes. Okay? Out of respect. Uh, you know, and, and they do, uh, you know, they're awakened by it. They feel something in their hearts when Muhammadur Rasulullah is mentioned. And what happens to such people? What is the reward for that? Allah says, well, the re reward is this, Allahu qulubahum taqwa Now Allah selects such hearts for taqwa, for mindfulness, for consciousness, for awareness, and for the fear of God. You know, taqwa, of course, is, uh, you know, we, we all know that taqwa is the objective of the Quran, the objective of Sharia of all of our devotions. What is the purpose? Why does Allah say pray? Because He wants us to be muttaqi. Why does uh, Allah say fast? So that you become muttaqi. Why do we do hajj? So that you become muttaqi. Why do you want to do infaq fi sabilillah spending in Allah's way? So you become muttaqi. Why do tilawatul Quran? Everything is geared around taqwa, the fear of God, God consciousness, mindfulness. And Allah says, when you begin to respect the messenger, love the messenger, you are going to get taqwa. Okay? Taqwa is something that you will get when you have this. And then you know, Allah says, You know, these people who know their voice and show that respect, they are the ones, uh, you know, it's interesting that when this verse was revealed, after this verse, the Sahaba began to talk, whisper. And Rasulullah used to ask them, come on, talk a bit loud, okay? Speak, bit, uh, speak up a bit so I can hear you. This is, you know, how careful they were, you know, and, and they followed what was in there. And what happened to such people? Lahum maghfiratun wa ajrun azim. For them is amazing, you know, reward. Uh, so, and, and then Allah reminds the people of uh, Banu Tamim that, look, you know, you should have waited for the messenger to come out. So, inshallah, uh, you know, this uh, Surah Al-Hujarat is teaching us how to respect the messenger, how to love him, and why that is really fundamental part of our faith. وَآخِرْ دَعْوَانَا وَنِلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Oh